0: you'll find anywhere. What's up, War Report family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express podcast powered by the War Report. It's your boy, Mike G, I'm here. Guys, Auburn Memes joins me, as always, to talk a little Auburn football. Auburn plays Ole Miss, so we have a special guest. Joining us is Hottie Toddy Strohs. She gets on the Lock on Ole Miss podcast with our guy steven willis over there please go give them a listen uh look guys let's jump right in auburn's having a pretty crappy season zero wins in the sec and now old miss comes to town i'm gonna let our special guest go first what's the feeling right now in the grove about the job that lane kiffin is doing uh with the rebels down there
1: Ooh, uh starting off the bat. All right. um, I think actually everyone's pretty happy with Lane. I think, you know, after Alabama, there was a lot of um, upset reactions, uh, especially with how we played, how the play calling looked. There was a lot of people that felt like we really should have won that game, that we were the better team. We were more talented. They were not happy with Lane and how he was on social media and a lot of the stuff he was saying. Now that he's gotten the big win for versus LSU, we got away with the win in Arkansas. So I think kind of that has risen a little bit um, with Lane and, and happiness has kind of started to rise again there with him. And so we shall see if that continues moving forward into Auburn and at Jordan-Hare. I think this is really a big one, really, for uh Ole Miss fans. Uh, Will very mm-hmm. be nice for us, you know, after last year, we have circled this game. We want to win this game. We want to win big as fans because of everything that happened last year. Also, <laughs> we we ne- we never miss a moment to want to stick it to Hugh Freeze. So I think this is a really a circled game for us um, in that sense.
0: Uh, speaking of, let's talk about this—the the dynamics of this game for a second. There are those in the Auburn fan base that are calling this a revenge game. Uh, memes. I know you plugged in on the Twitter's Auburn Twitter is. One of the most ridiculous fan bases out there on Twitter. Yeah, is this a revenge game? I had you, we do a segment called Boss It Toss It Lost It. I had this in the toss column and Auburn fans lost their minds on me. Is this yeah. this is this is a this is I'm not even sure it's a toss at
2: this point. Yeah, I mean Auburn fans have been taking a lot of L's from their predictions and everybody minus me. For the most part, is going to have to look themselves in the mirror and just say, you know what? I may have been doing a little bit too much booging for the last 10 months. And I think that's just kind of reality where I think a lot of people saw these games. They really talked themselves into seven and five being the absolute floor. Mm-hmm. at eight and four, nine and three. They thought this stuff was really possible. And for whatever reason, this is one of those games that a, a lot of folks had really talked themselves into. I think there was this big narrative of, oh, Hugh Freeze isn't going to lose to Ole Miss, where he said numerous times, including at media days, like, played Ole Miss in Oxford while I was at Liberty. Like, I kind of got the emotional return out of my system. It's just another game for me. Now, me personally, I don't like that. I want this to be a revenge game. Look what Gus Mm. did every time he played Arkansas. You know, record be damned, that was Gus's Super Bowl every single year. (laughs) <laughs> I wish that I want. I hope he was lying. I hope he's just. I hope. that I hope he hadn't slept all week thinking about this game. Like oh that's God. the kind of Hugh Freeze we need. We don't need this coach speak. Oh, it's another game. They're so well coached. Like no, but like I, I hate their guts. That they, they did me dirty. I want to. I want to drop a hundred on him. That's the Hugh Freeze I oh, want. Oh man, to out
0: this game. look Stroh's. What <laughs> I know. Auburn very <laughs> unsuccessfully tried to hire Lane Kiffin and then pulled the. I never wanted him anyway, card after. I, I don't think anybody with a brain buys that, right? Does this, does that, that whole hiring thing makes this personal, doesn't it? This is like a personal matchup. You tried to steal our coach and he stayed here and now he's having a great season and you guys are in the shitter.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the narratives have been crazy this week that's come out. I don't know if you saw it, but if you remember back when all that was going on, there was a reporter in Mississippi, John Skolot, that Came out and leaked. Lane's going to Auburn. He's leaving. It's confirmed. It's happening. And and it caused all this controversy because it was right before we had the egg bowl. Um, there was a lot of like upset people in this moment. And then Lane kind of came out and was like, no, I'm not going, this is not, or this is not true. This is not true. And so this week it's now coming out that apparently he freezes the one that tomahawked everything by leaking that information.
0: Oh Um,
1: man. and And honestly, this first time I'm hearing it. So who knows? Right. Like just very wild accusations of, you know, between, the lane and, and Hugh thing that that Hugh's the one that, that tomahawked this whole deal. Um, oh, wow! Then there's this, this whole thing of the uh revenge game for Hugh, which I'm not sure what exactly would be a revenge for Hugh considering um he was like, go for his own dirty business, yeah, he was, he on was our the part. villain.
0: He was yeah, the villain I, in that story. I, I
1: don't know exactly what revenge he would be getting, but um if that works, go for it. But yeah, these narratives, um, the back and forth between the two fan bases, like it's for me the most I've seen since like the treadwell incidents and the Auburn newspaper putting the treadwell um a photo injury of whatever it takes. Um Mm. with their lines. So this is the, the most I've seen us kind of go back and forth Um, since I've been a fan with uh, with Auburn. Um, yeah,
0: this is not, this is, has this been a rivalry? Would you call this a rivalry? Is this game a rivalry? I, I, do, I do not feel like it's been a rivalry. It's pretty epic games, but I have not felt like this has been a rivalry. Uh, and it seems that there are fans on both sides they are trying to push this as a rivalry now.
2: Um, I mean, they've had some games in there. I mean, it goes back to, it goes back to Tuberville, um, Eli mm-hmm. Manning. You, yeah. had the, mm-hmm. you had the infamous drop. Was it o three? O three. Ben Obamanu. 03. Yeah, you had the Obamanu drop. Um, and then we'll see. Pretty, I guess it was pretty, pretty mild through most of the two thousands. Once everybody kind of got over the over the incident of Tuberville, it was always a Halloween game. That was always one thing I really liked. Is everybody would like dress up. For the Ole Miss game, Mm. and then uh, obviously in 2010, Cam Newton catches a touchdown against Ole Miss in Oxford. So like, that should still sting a little bit. That should be incredibly embarrassing to have that happen. (laughs) But and then let's see, because obviously Houston Nut got him bad, and I I personally miss Ed Orgeron at Ole Miss. I think y'all. I keep forgetting he coached there. I don't I think, think y'all you'll find let any it,
1: agreement on that one from, from I think this, y'all let man, a champion but, go. Wait, I I mean,
2: if y'all I just held it out, y'all could have had 2019. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Talk about memes. Does anybody remember the
0: infamous Coach O YouTube video where the guy's playing the guitar and it's like – yo 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 football. <laughs> Am I the only one that remembers that? I
1: don't remember that. <laughs> oh, God.
0: I'll send you guys a link after this. Show. I, okay, I no, try to no block problem.
1: out a lot of Ed on at Ole Miss from my mind. Um, just yeah, trying to completely fans. just just forget that ever happened there. Um, well, it was uh,
2: it was such a it was such a wild roller coaster because Ole Miss fans were like screaming at LSU fans when they hired him after his interim deal. Like y'all are crazy. What are y'all doing? <laughs> and then LSU wins the Natty and, they're, and Ole Miss fans are like, all right, we're pulling our hair out. And then 2020 happens. And then it's mm. like, I ha, ha, told you so. so that must <laughs> have been quite the journey for you guys to see your ex uh, flop, fly, then flop harder. Yeah. Flop, fly, flop. triple. You death. know,
1: I just don't think we care as much about Edo anymore Um I think we have like, you know, Houston Nutt as an enemy now. Hugh Freeze is our on and off enemy. You have some who still mm. stick up for Hugh, some who are can't stand Hugh, like some who are ready to move on from Hugh. So I think we've kind of moved on from Edo and have so many more um I got coaches it. we kind of focus on now. Uh I think that, you know, it has just been wild. Like if you even look at last year when when Hugh was announced, like how many Ole miss coaches and discussion were going on there, leaving. Um, Discussion of players transferring, the recruiting battle that was going on, um, Ole Miss, former old Miss players helping Hugh recruit at Auburn. Like there was just so much here that Ole Miss fans were like, "What is happening? Like what's so going I gotta, on?"
2: I gotta call you out for this. When Lane lost the Egg Bowl, there was a there may have been a handful by handful a sturdy amount. I mean, of message board meltdowns from Ole Miss people. Saying we should have let Auburn get lane and gone yeah, throw in the bag at Hugh Freeze. Love those. Now I want to see what those pe- how those people are feeling today. Mm. Love message had a great episode with message board geniuses a few weeks ago. Love that guy. Love the work he's doing, and it was something it, honestly something college football needed sooner because the fact that those people can type that stuff on a keyboard privately just is is just unjust. That stuff needs to be seen by the <laughs> entirety of the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, kind of moving forward here, guys. I I, I want to talk about Lane Kiffin social media. Uh, okay. He might be the most <laughs> prolific coaching Twitter troll that's ever done this. Um, how what's the feeling about Lane? So I know from my end, I look forward to a Lane Kiffin post. I mean, he he'll post weird crap like like a picture of like Auburn's airport or something you know, during a recruiting cycle and, and I mean, he, and he's been known to respond here and there. Not, I think he's responded to you, Stroh's. Hasn't he?
1: Uh, He He follows her. Yeah. He He does
0: follow you. He,
1: he has responded or he'll um, retweet. So Mm. that has occurred.
2: Okay. Do you think right. if the word hottie wasn't in your name that he might have passed on that follow? Yeah, I
1: think you would have a hundred percent just passed me right on and been like, "No, hottie Strohs makes no sense to me. I'm just going to keep going."
2: Okay. Yeah. Like if it was if it was midi Stroes, maybe not. <laughs> but maybe, maybe if it was like you know bad baddie Stroes, hottie like that that's kind of more up his alley of follows. maybe. Oh
0: my god. Um. Yeah. And if you're wondering what the Strohs is about, uh, hottie Toddy Strohs is also. Uh, Astros fan
2: you I I didn't know Dude, that definitely. for like a year and a half yeah up, I a, thought it was like a childhood nickname like, oh, I oh, just got called Stroh's or something
1: yeah I mean that's you know what every kid's called you know Mississippi Stroh's makes sense mm. yeah.
2: yeah well uh the Astro wait
0: update us really quickly the Astros have a shot here don't they
1: Uh, we're down, um, we're down two games right now. So kind of struggling, but we're Mm. about to play on the road, which actually, um, has been better for us. Actually, the home field advantage has not been an advantage for the Astros. Mm. So, um, Mm. yeah. So actually we've done a lot better on the road. So we're hoping to see more success in Arlington, Mm. which I refuse to call Texas because we're both in Texas. They are Arlington.
0: Well, speaking of home field advantage, Auburn has home field advantage versus the Ole Miss Rebels this Saturday. The game starts at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. Uh, This is going to be a game that's a crossroads for Auburn, I think. But I want to talk about it from the Ole Miss side first. Uh, You're having a great season. This is a great season. Uh, And I want to say the the Ole Miss's destiny is not in their hands, but they are like a couple upsets away from maybe being in contention for the West. Um, You know what do you again? I I want to go back to the job that Lane Kippen has done, the offensive guru that who knew has a good offense and has gotten Jackson Dart to take take that next step here this year. Um, He's he's having a great season. Uh, You know what's what's the feelings about what you think Ole Miss is going to do offensively in this game versus what has been a solid but sometimes porous Auburn defense.
1: So the thing about our offense is you just you know if we come out like we have with LSU, it hasn't been horrible. I just want to say that, but if we come out with with the aggressiveness and the confidence we had, the the look and scheme that we had versus LSU. I think we do very well. If we come out how we looked against Alabama, a little bit how we looked against um, Arkansas and just really struggled to get going and really Mm -hmm. struggled to kind of move the ball, it's going to be a very long night because the worst thing you want to do in Jordan is get the fans in Jordan Hare going. Uh, That is really, really something that we have to take into account. If you get that stadium going, if you get it pumped up, uh, it's going to cause some problems. we don't want that happening. Jordan Hare is not somewhere we've played well in um it's somewhere that especially a night game that can be very disruptive so we really don't want to allow that to affect us.
2: Have you been to a game there before?
1: I actually have not been to Jordan hair. before
2: I've yeah. been a lot
1: of other places in I've actually not been to Jordan Hare
2: what, what you do on the Saturday
1: um, not
2: being <laughs> Auburn, <laughs> but <laughs> are you can shoot your right now. <laughs> you drive
1: on in? <laughs> uh,
0: look, we it's it is one of the best home,
1: mm-hmm.
0: home field advantages in all of co- college football, guys. They let a fucking eagle loose from the top of the stadium. There is no greater tradition and all pregame tradition in all college football than that, if you ask me. Memes, uh, let's talk about this from the Auburn end real quick. You and I had this in the firmly to- in the toss column. I felt like yep. this game was always going to be tough for Auburn. Auburn fans attacked us for saying that this game was a toss. They said, Ole Miss is broken ugly. How could you say this, guys? You betrayed your own. But now, as we sit here, I'm not even sure it belongs in the toss column. If I had to do it over again, I would put in the loss from what we've seen from Auburn. What what are your feelings about this game, and and what does Auburn have to do to win?
2: Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, like, if Auburn has if, – if, if you're going to count on Auburn to score points, it's not going to happen. Auburn has not shown that they can, without it getting really ugly, without favors, either from penalties or turnovers, get it into anywhere even in the 20s. What they score last week against LSU? Was it uh, 20? 18. 18 points. Yeah, okay, they didn't even get about 20. against. It. Yeah, so Auburn cannot get into the 20s, and you really think that a Lane Kiffin offense isn't going to have – Any trouble getting it into the high 20s or 30s? That's not a bet you exactly want to really count on at any given time. If the idea of the game is it's going to be a shootout, just go ahead and just turn the page on that one. If you're an Auburn fan, don't don't try talking yourself into that one. Because the problem here is even with Auburn's strength being the defense, and the defense is decent, I think it's overperforming a little bit. I'm not going to say this is a great defense by any means, it just looks a lot better. Than how the offense looks, so it's gonna look a lot better. I mean, if, if you're an average-looking person, you're standing next to somebody really ugly, you're gonna look a oh lot my better. God. It just is the way that it is. So <laughs> okay. I, I think I think that's kind of I the think that affects the property right now. It's a, Yeah, yeah, hot friend trains of property. <laughs> so the, the you saw what happened against LSU, what their offense, and obviously LSU's offense is insane, but yeah. a high-powered offense. Our defense just still does not have the steam, or the steam, the stones to slow down that offense. Now, Ole Miss's offense is not as high powered as LSU's, but it's still pretty dang good. And yep. I think they are definitely going to be able to get some points on Auburn. And the problem is, is it doesn't have to be a ton of points to make it a game. And if they don't turn the ball over, which Auburn has been leaning on heavily to get production and field position. I just don't see how it can go unless it's one of those things where it's nighttime, the team plays better at home. Maybe Peyton Thorne is a little bit more productive. Maybe they give Robbie, let Robbie's leash be a little bit longer and he can actually make things happen. And they don't, I don't know, maybe pull him from the game while he's hot and actually Mm -hmm. feed the hot hand and let that happen and just count on Old Miss to just make stupid mistakes and then just do the time. Basically, Auburn has to play a perfect game. It is possible the talent di- differential between the teams is not as bad as it was with LSU and A&M. Maybe they are able to get a little bit more of a pass rush. But generally speaking, there's a lot of ifs and ideal situations for Auburn and a lot of mistakes from Old Miss for it to happen. If yeah. it's possible, I don't think it's probable.
0: Yeah, I think Auburn's going to have to get into the low thirties at least to have a chance in this game. They lost time of possession versus LSU by nine minutes.
2: Yeah, that's not going to do it. That's that's
0: <clears throat> wild. So LSU held the ball for nine more minutes than Auburn did, and it led to an absolute drubbing. If they, it, I think it will be the same result. I like like this defense. I just don't think they can carry a game versus an offense like this. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what Ron Roberts can cook up when, if you can get Jackson dart under pressure by the numbers, I mean, he's, you know, right around 30%. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's not very good under pressure. What's
2: his, what's his
0: percentage for the year throwing? He's at sixty three point seven right now, so he's he's having kind of right. a mid year versus you know in in terms of like completion percentage. But I will add that his adjusted is seventy four. Ole Miss receivers have dropped nine balls for him so far this year.
2: Yeah, if your last name is Dart and you play quarterback, like, <laughs> got to be inaccurate. I mean, you just really like you're really yeah. letting down the family name there by not <laughs> having some if you uh, fact- throwing percentage in the high 60s. If you if you factor out the drops, he's like he would he'd be like
0: 75 percent on the season. So um, maybe that is something that Auburn can exploit as Ole Miss drops, uh, you know, but we'll see where that goes. Kind of moving on to play calling. Play calling has been a bugaboo on the planes. Um, quite frankly, it's a hot ass mess on the planes in terms of play calling uh, personnel switches, all kinds of foolishness uh, in turn uh, going on between Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery. Those guys can't. Get on the same page, but conversely, uh Ole Miss seems to have it dialed in. Do we know who's calling plays? Lane calling
1: plays. So Lane basically is more of a CEO style. Uh Charlie, our offensive coordinator, is the mm-hmm. one who
2: Charlie wise, Jr.
1: Yes, Charlie oh, Weiss oh, Jr. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's like a Harry Potter the character. one that basically is the one calling the plays. Lane's the one that decides yes or no. Um But he is the stated play caller by our coach. So, Well,
0: I'll tell you this. It looks like a Lane Kiffin offense. I think that although Weiss is calling the plays, I mean, this team offensively has taken on the personality of its head coach, uh, which is something that Auburn was hoping for, um, at least to some extent in year one from Hugh Freeze. It hasn't exactly looked like that. Uh, So there's a high amount of confidence, I think, guys. Um, and that they know what to do with players like Jackson Dart. Uh, Quinshon Judkins is having kind of an underwhelming season, is he not? Right, like,
1: right. Yeah. We've really not yet seen an explosive game, I would say, from Judkins yet. Um, he looked great versus LSU, and kind of it kind of dialed back versus Arkansas. We didn't see a lot of the run game there, and I think that that's something that we really need to work on and, and hopefully get going in this game as well. Obviously at Alabama, we did not see a lot of the run game. Uh, this is definitely something that has not got going. We're actually seeing more of use with like Trey Harris Jordan Watkins, um, a lot of our receivers, we really need to kind of open up for a run. But some of that, I think, too, is we have a lot of offensive line struggles. Um, our offensive line really took some time there, really getting together and gelling. And um, we we didn't really see them come alive until these last few games. So mm. um, I'm hoping that that continued, uh, I guess, improvement has will kind of show in this next few games there. And offensive line kind of open for the run. But yeah, it it'll be. We've seen a lot better from Bentley um, as far as the run game goes. So
2: yeah, I, 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 go ahead, go ahead, Beans. I, I was going to say a quick one here. Do y'all feel good about coming off a of bye week? Because I don't know if enough people are Ooh. talking about that. Yeah, I did my research.
1: I actually think this was a very well placed bye week. If you look at our schedule, we kind of had a whammy there of going to Tuscaloosa, coming back, playing LSU, then we. Also, I mean, we played Tulane in there, played a very improved, uh, more aggressive Georgia Tech. While there may not be fully there yet, but the team is definitely not the Georgia Tech of last year. So we went through there. We went to Tuscaloosa. We came back, played LSU, and then we played Arkansas. So we've had a lot of uh, very aggressive games. So I think this was a very well-placed bye week for us. I think it was very good for maybe some of those minor injuries that Trey Harris was. Injured at mm. in the end of the Arkansas game, so kind of helping some of those little bang ups get leveled yeah, is out. Anybody, the is there
2: anybody? Is there anybody who's hurt who could be coming back for this game? That y'all like? Ooh, like the biggest one for Auburn right now. Mike, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Is probably Keontae Scott.
0: Yeah, I I don't think we'll see him. I mean, he had a whole ass surgery. Um, so, um, and right I guess Demari to Austin too.
2: Yeah, Damari, unlikely that we
0: see him either, right? Yeah, so.
2: But those are probably um, the two top players that folks are waiting kind of on the edge of the seat for their return that aren't out for the season. Am I missing anybody?
0: I don't think so. Um, Ole Miss has stayed, I think, fairly healthy so far this year. Uh, would be nice.
1: we had a few bands here and there with Trey Harris was out, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then we saw him kind of come back a little bit. Uh, but wasn't really utilized that much during the Alabama game. Um, a lot more during you, LSU. Right, you, gotta, so.
2: you, you gotta help a guy out like me who, when I said did research, just looked up the bye week. Who is Trey Harris? What does he play? What's his favorite <laughs> Trey Harris color? Is a
1: receiver? He's a receiver. receiver.
2: Yes. Is he a receiver? Uh, What's that? Is he a, is he a good receiver?
1: <laughs> yes. He is a very good receiver. Um, he was one of our top receivers and so we we saw a lot of like great production there from him and then he got hurt so uh we also saw we heard Watkins uh potentially had a hand who's also a receiver had a hand injury um but it just seems sounds that Lane is expecting him to play this week so mm. it doesn't sound like anything major there on the front of injuries
0: well last year Ole Miss played Alabama coming off the bye week right and that was a 30 to 24 loss. Um, it's kind of a late bye week uh, in November. Uh, so this year you get your bye week just a little bit early uh, and uh, bye weeks. Sometimes I think going on the road to Auburn, it's a great time to have a bye week to kind of, you know, uh, uh, readjust, reassess, um, and then get healthy going into what is should is going to be, I think a tough road game for them. Uh because, as you said, Jordan Air is one of the is one of the best home field advantages in college football. Teams hate going in there to play, mm-hmm. and you just never know what you're going to get from Auburn. Uh, I think so. I, I don't like, like Auburn's chances in this one right now. But uh, the last
2: time but, they played, was that was be. the that was the Brian Harson Bo Nix kind of went off the first uh, half um, game. Mm, so how like, does it? Yeah, I want I want to ask uh, I want to ask right here. Yeah, yeah, that was so how, 2020, how, 2021. How, how do you feel knowing that the last time that you came to Auburn, you had a loss to Brian Harson? Like
1: um, I, I don't know. I think when I think of Auburn, like, I mean, how many losses there? Like, I think what was it? 2020 was the one that we really were. That was the finger. That, finger. that, that was, was Sean Shivers' fingertip. Finger think tip, We really yeah. wanted to come in in a revenge game for that. In 20, mm. uh, you know, I think we wanted that, one, especially because we were on such a good run. In twenty twenty-one with Matt Corral. So I think that Auburn game was really so that we wanted to really get I mean, That was to like one of Auburn's them.
2: best games that season. I mean, that's like one of the few Brian Harskins really hang his hang his cap up on. And then it went down. I mean, that was like that was and I'll be honest here. And um minus like the the bleep for the AM game, but that old miss game. May have been the last time Auburn fans as a whole were like happy during the season. <laughs> like it's been a while, minus like, oh, Cadillac A&M, yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's probably the last time most of us actually smiled for an extended period of time. So yeah, it's, just, been, it's just, been a long road. It's so been correct a long me if
1: road. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong though. Was it after last year that after our game that Harson was fired?
2: Arkansas, Arkansas. Arkansas. You don't get to claim there? it. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Now the Ole Miss game I, 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 definitely. I, I, definitely it definitely helped because um, he he came in there looking like cheeks. So y'all helped fire Harson. I, I think a lot of Auburn fans will actually thank y'all for that. Yeah. Right, it it would have been right. really bad. It would have been really bad if Farson came around and beat Ole Miss because, I mean, that could have bought him some more time. So y'all, uh, you know, you helped us out in the long run. So thank you.
1: You're welcome. You know, we're here for you. Just need more.
2: <laughs> Look at that. Auburn and Ole Miss
0: allies. Uh, in the fight against Brian Harsin. Uh Guys, let's move on here. Uh, this is going to be a game that is possibly um, kind of bolsters the season that Ole Miss is having, or it's going. it could be a jump off for Hugh Freeze to maybe get some things turned around. Uh, obviously, the story on the Plains is quarterback uh, Peyton Thorin is coming off an underwhelming performance on the road versus LSU. Uh, he did throw for a hundred yards for the first time in a power five game so far this year. He just hasn't been what Q freeze expected, what anybody expected coming in from Michigan state where his floor was right around like 2,600 yards right now. He's on pace to throw for like 1500 on the season to put that in perspective. Right. There are, the offense in at Auburn has been so bad. There are at least 12 quarterbacks in the FBS that have more passing yards than Auburn has total offense. Yikes. Uh, so it's it's not going great. But I want to know from the old miss side, right? Uh Stros, you and I kind of talked about this off, off uh off mic a little bit. You th- you think old Miss fans are more worried about Peyton Thorne or Robbie Ashford? Hugh Freeze has indicated that he might play both, uh, which has been a disaster, if you ask me. But you know what what how do you see Ole Miss maybe fumbling this one? Is it is it Robbie Ashford that could throw a wrench in this for you guys?
1: You know, I'm gonna be honest. Um, I think from a whole as Ole Miss fans, I think we are such a we're scared sometimes to even like be excited or confident, but we also have some that are extremely confident. And I think when looking at this, if I remember from last year, so this is how I'm going to answer this is for me personally, I'd be more scared of Robbie than I am of Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne seems to get very in his head. You know, he makes mistakes and he kind of stays there. He gets, you can see the emotion with him. Um, And, and so I think for me with Robbie, if you, if you notice from last year's game, Robbie, kept his head. He was very much someone that came in in the second half and showed a lot of leadership. He was yelling at his team on the sideline, like, hey, let's go. Let's get this going. Like, we can do this. We can win this. So I think someone with such perseverance as Charlie is a little bit more, gives Robbie a little more of an edge there. Robbie is really good on the ground. Um, I guess pain is too, but uh, I, I just remember Robbie kind of having a very strong second half against us last year. And don't quote yeah. me on that, but I feel like he did. And I feel like Peyton Thorne. Yeah, because Auburn um, did nothing very in the easy first to half. Yeah, it was, uh, I feel like Peyton Thorne, um, he's kind of easier to get to and pressure. And I think like with JJ Pagese, um and Sister Uncle Oh online, no. Yeah, I, I think Not he's JJ. prime. Yeah, I think he's prime Pagese bait or shark bait as we call it. Um, so, I, I actually think Robbie actually is more of the advantage here in this game personally.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because in this one, Auburn actually rushed for 301 yards in this game. Uh Ashford, uh uh, uh, turned in his share of that, but Tank Bigsby went off for 179 mm-hmm. yards on 20 carries. Uh, normally that would be great, except for they gave up 448 yards of rushing <laughs> to Ole Miss. Uh, Quinshon Jenkins had uh, 25 yards, uh, uh, 25 carries for 139 yards and two TDs. So it was, it was a tough day. Uh, I think what really killed them was giving up 115 yards to Jackson Dart on the ground. Uh, wow. Jackson Dart is a runner, in this one kind of flipping to the other side of the field. Uh, Auburn can't let that happen uh, if they plan on being in this game. You know, Dart can get you with his arms, certainly, but you can't let him go off with his legs like he did last year. Uh, memes, you know, what what are your thoughts on Auburn's defense versus Jackson Dart here? So we've got Robbie Ashford, who is a dynamic runner. Dart's he's not. I mean, listen, he's not not athletic, right? He can move.
2: Yeah, well, I I think a lot of people didn't think Jackson Dart was going to be as good as he has been this year, mm. which mm-hmm. you know for Ole Miss people, great news for those playing against him, kind of got to grind your teeth on that. So I'd say he's been a pleasant surprise, kind of maybe compared to where the expectations, but the deal with Auburn, him versus Auburn's defense, and I'd said this last week, and once again, Hate to say it, kind of called him a shot here another time. Mm. I was like, you know, one issue with Daniels that I don't think enough people are talking about is Auburn hasn't really faced a good dual threat quarterback yet. Mm. And sure enough, I mean, he kind of did whatever he wanted, but when it made sense, he took off and got those key first downs with his legs and key just chunk yardages with his legs. It's not going to take much to just get under the skin of this defense. And if he can just, take a broken down play and just get those key first downs, especially extending those third and long type situations. And, oh, we got him covered. Ah, oh, crap. He ran for eight. Got mm. it. Urgh. And then the other thing, too, this will be an interesting one, will be uh, what's Lang to do on fourth down this game? Because we know how Ooh. he is. That's we, a very good we point. Know how, yeah, we know how he is with this little uh, nerd yep. guy on the sideline with his calculator. He plays will, the statistics,
0: uh, man. He plays the yeah.
2: stats will it will it get in the situation where I want to say that's what shot him in the foot. Did that get him in twenty one I think he tried that in twenty one or maybe he tried it last year and got a whole bunch of them? I can't mm. exactly remember, but <laughs> if it so does get in the situation now. where Auburn holds him on third, but then it's a fourth and something wherever it is on the field, is it going to be one of those deals where we're looking back like oh my gosh I like get Lane had just punted those three times we'd be in this game yeah
0: I think you yeah that's a very but, good point yeah in in a game where if it's evenly matched and I'm not saying these teams are evenly matched I'm saying if the game somehow plays out evenly matched on the field what we will be talking about at the end of the game are these decisions mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see uh Oregon versus Washington last weekend
1: well right mm-hmm.
0: but Dan Lanning had four chances to end that game starting at the end of the second half. And I was tweeting out, and there were again, there were Auburn fans that were going at me, but I'm like, why not take the points there? That didn't make any sense. I think the score was like 18 to 22. A field goal would have made it 21-22. They weren't struggling to move the ball. And I swear, guys, at least five times somebody tweeted at me, field goals ain't going to win this game, Mike G. And then they lost by field goal at the end. I I am interested to see how if Hugh Freeze gets in the tough one, can he make the good call? And and sometimes I think one of the hardest things you to do in coaching may be just breaking your own tendencies. Right. So, you know, for Lane, he, he gets in a role calling it on, you know, let's go for it on fourth down. Can he calm his worser impulses in regards has, to the fourth down and maybe just take the standard play.
2: Has he been doing that a lot this season? I haven't yeah. watched enough Ole Miss to, I mean, you know, he, tell us, has he been, has he 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 been hasn't, It depends
1: on, like, I mean, he has, but not as much as he was, I guess I can say. Like, we've seen it, um, you know, he was pretty successful with it against, I believe, LSU. Um, but, you know, this is my thing on the fourth going for it on fourth in Jordan hair could really, this is where the environment could really get you in trouble on going at fourth for fourth. Yeah. Uh, the crowd could really get you in trouble when you're going for it on fourth um, in Jordan hair. And I think that's where that really, the environment is where you more look at in this situation on making
2: that call. Well, it's a night game for an sec. And I've heard a lot of people saying they're coming in town for this one. Right. Yeah. The weather's going to be great. I think mm-hmm. the, the weather range that day is going to be in Auburn is going to be 51 is the low and 73 is the high. So, I mean, you just can't dial up better football weather than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So night it's, game, like, it's like, it's
1: going to be craziness, right?
2: Yeah. Jeans and a light jacket kind of situation. <laughs> you're not too hot. You're not too cold. It is going to be at night. Uh, that's, that's one that Auburn doesn't want to let get away from them. Cause these are, these are the environments that you really, uh, you don't get too often. And then it, it really stings when you're, in one of those and you're taking a big old L there. So got to hope they at least keep it competitive. Cause if this is one of those deals where honestly, if it kind of plays out like last year where the first half just immediately gets out of hand and it's just playing catch up ball for the rest of the game, that crowd, that crowd is going to be a, uh, not a factor. And I mean, that's really, right. I think going to be, I think, I think you're onto something there. I think that'll be really be lane's key to this game is if he can take the crowd out early. And mm-hmm. I think one of Auburn's biggest advantages mm-hmm. is just, just gone right out of the gate.
0: I, I think that Hugh can take the crowd out of it early if he marches Payne <laughs> Thorne out there for the first offensive series.
2: You might actually hear booze. All right. Yeah. I hate to say it, but you're right. I mean, there literally could be a situation here where maybe it's Lane doesn't have to do a whole lot. But if we just have some of this abysmal decision making by Hugh that just has everybody scratching their head saying, What sense did this make? I mean, you can, yeah, uh, you could turn your own fan base, uh, turn your own fan if base against you.
0: If he puts Thorn out there first and it looks like it did against LSU somehow, um, that I think would be a big momentum killer to start. And if, you, if you're if you going to get into even a little bit of a shootout with Ole Miss, I, if Auburn wants to have any chance, they have to start fast. That's how they hung in it against Georgia, right? They got out to a 10-0 lead. Mm-hmm. And... You know, what happens against teams that are have more talent than you is the talent always takes over in the fourth quarter. So if you're going to win those games, you have to build a big enough cushion going into the fourth quarter and to just hold on for dear life. Um, and I think that may be a little bit of what has to happen here. So uh, speaking of holding on for dear life, we we got before we get out of here, we got to call a score. OK, now, now memes, you and I. Called the LSU game forty something to not enough by Auburn, and he's something under twenty. Like, I think both of us went Auburn the under on twenty, LSU mm-hmm. the over um, uh, on forty. What do you think? as I'm gonna let our, our special guest go last. But what do you think the score is in this one, and why?
2: So I'm thinking like I'm thinking like a twenty seven. I think Auburn's going to get three touchdowns. Ooh, then I okay. think they're going to get uh, two field goals. So I think I think Auburn's going to get 27. I think this will actually be a little bit of a high point for them offensively. I think mm-hmm. just out if nothing else, just desperation. They'll just get out of their own way and just start playing some uh, just gritty, hard-nosed football. I still think Ole Miss probably wins this one by 10 points. So mm. they'll probably be somewhere in the range of like 35 to 38 range. Yeah. <laughs> 35 to 38, somewhere in there. So I think it'll be kind of high 20s to high 30s if you had to give me a range. I think Ole Miss is not going to have an issue scoring, but I could see it to where they don't score a whole lot. And Mm -hmm. Auburn's defense actually keeps them out of it. And then it's just one of those things where they have these just three-play drives, just bam, bam, and score. Two touchdowns really, really quick and just get a blown play or big pass or something like that. and just kind of those real... Grind your teeth type situations. We're like, shoot, this was a, this was a three point game four minutes ago. Now we're down by whatever. And uh, yeah, that's how I think it. That's how I think it'll go to, go down. I think it could be a. Uh, I think we might see a lot of points toward the end of this game when it starts to get a little bit of a shootout, maybe on both sides. Hmm. Just. To- out there prediction
0: uh, for the record old miss is ninth in the conference right now in yards allowed per game um at 388.3 yards allowed per game auburn had 293 total yards versus the worst defense in the league in That's lsu yeah, we'll yeah LSU so, there. so the transit be-
2: the transit of property stats have not been in auburn's favor at all for no, the at all of this yeah season. so, so it's, it's like you want to look at these numbers and like kind of hang your hat on him, and then you're like, oh, well, this have not actually <laughs> this hasn't been a positive indication whatsoever for Auburn at all. So,
0: well, before we let Strohs give her score prediction, I just want to point out the breakdown on that. Ole Miss is allowing 261 yards of passing through the air, and in the rush game, they are allowing 126.8 yards per game on the ground. Uh, total points per game allowed by the Ole Miss defense right now is uh, 23.8 so uh it'll be interesting to see how this goes Stroves, give us give us your score prediction here who wins by how many and why
1: okay so as an Ole miss fan uh there's the part of me that has a has somewhat of a confidence with how we're playing and if you look at every day there's a other part of me that is more on the realistic of what i've seen my whole life side um that i kind of was hanging on that uh by 10 um maybe coming away in the fourth. Uh, was definitely what I've kind of got is there. I'm looking at a 34 uh, 24 um, right about there for Ole Miss. My only, my only caveat is we have a really bad case sometimes of taking for granted our situations. Um, even if we get pull ahead, we kind of sometimes maybe take a little bit of advantage there. So if we, if we play steady, we play confident. Um, I still think though will be in Jordan hair is going to be a factor. So um, I'm going to go with about 34, 24,
2: 34, 24. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I want to give you a word of uh, just some solace on all that. I mean, you are correct. I mean, for the most part, Auburn has been whooping up on Ole Miss for the most, most of your life, especially in Jordan hair. So I don't blame you for being a little like jaded and skittish with that. Cause it's a lot of history there, mm-hmm. but I do want you, I do want to tell you this and I'm anti bugging for all the Auburn people listening. Across the board, statistically, this is the one of the worst performing Auburn offenses thus far. Like just almost in every single metric possible since 1998. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is worse than 08. This is worse than 2012. 2012 is when Auburn won three games the entire and, season.
0: And the coach got fired the last yeah. time the offense was this bad. So yeah.
2: <laughs> this is worse than Brian Harson. I mean, this is. Yeah. I mean, this is a. 25 plus year low and so what i'm just trying to tell you that is like all bets of history are off the table when you're performing like this even below average mm-hmm. i have a different tune of this game but they have not shown anything from any part of the offense so it comes to coaching play calling game planning everything that let me to make me feel any better now i will change my tune when i see it but i've seen seven games and against power five opponents they've all been bad so. Yeah, yeah. I will
0: say this before I give my score prediction. Um, six games in, any sunshine pumping you have is complete projection. It's not based on anything factual or statistical <laughs> when it comes to this offense. It, it, it's just projection. You're hoping that they change something that will result in a different result than what you've seen the first half of the season. At this point, and based on the Monday presser, I, I don't have a ton of faith uh, that that's what's going to happen. So it is what it is. Uh, uh, if Robbie Ashford gets... Guys, 25 snaps in this game. I like Auburn to lose a heartbreaker to 35 to 28.
2: Yeah. So, me and you are pretty yeah. close to where we're yeah, thinking. Yeah. 35 to 28. Be. If what's the over on this one? Do you know, it, top of your head? Either of y'all uh, know
0: you are oh, the over under on this one? Yeah. Uh, totally I will give you that right now. The over under on this one is 56.5.
2: 56.5. So, that's assuming. You split that in half. That's what, like twenty eight points roughly per each team. Yeah. What's it, the spread around I, the spread? Is the spread sitting in five six and a half, six,
0: half still? Oh uh, miss six and a half.
1: Six and a half. Six and a half. <laughs> and a
2: half. So the thing yeah. is gonna be a touchdown game. So honestly, that twenty-eight to thirty-four score is probably and that's really been pretty I accurate. Mean, yeah. It's, it's not too far off from probably where Vegas is thinking this is gonna lie with some minor disparity one way or another so yeah i think that and and let's just take a moment to say las vegas is scary with how accurately they can get some of these games like yeah consistently down to a fraction of a point like if they
0: let me let me tell you this if they split the snaps the way they have the first half of the season between the quarterbacks now I'm calling this one 42 to 14
2: (laughs) yeah yeah if the quarterback if we're just if we're playing a game of twister with like a picture of each quarterback on the colors and just, you know, flicking the wheel and saying, oh, all right, they're going in. Oh, oh that's Robbie. Oh, Peyton, Peyton, Peyton. Oh, Robbie. Like, yeah, it's going to be a disaster. If there is some semblance of a game plan with the quarterback rotation, that this makes makes sense to even the most casual of football fans. I like Auburn's chances to keep it competitive. But if it requires like multiple questions at a press conference of like, mm-hmm. hey, what was going on here with more people tweeting like, uh, yeah. What was actually going on there? They still didn't even answer it. That's that's doomsday for Auburn, where it's like, you know, all right, Robbie is hot, hot, hot. Okay, we're gonna run two very vanilla play calls. I hope it's third and long. Now we're gonna put Peyton in. Oh, he didn't do anything, now we're just gonna keep playing Peyton for a while. Oh, put Robbie in. All right, now put Peyton in. I'm saying that as that's kind of what they did last week. That's almost like, yeah, <laughs> that was that was almost like tit for tat. What happening in LSU? You do that kind of junk. You do what they get in its Cal A and M. Really. All season don't love it i hope they get some type of purpose and plan for what they do to where it actually allows each quarterback to get in some semblance of a rhythm for their strengths yeah establishes what needs to get established early and get our guy get our guy betty playing in there he got that one play against lsu where they carried him forward for a few yards like you know i don't really feel like we saw a ton out of him so just anybody who can just get a spark and i think that's what we're all kind of missing right now and (laughs) (laughs) oh, oh of <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I
0: thought your mic got off uh well yeah they auburn needs a spark um, certainly on offense uh, old Miss needs they, they need to they need to put out old miss a spark on this one if they, they want to have a chance guys I want to thank hottie tody Strohs for joining us uh yeah, thank on you the for podcast having today. uh follow her on Twitter at hottie toddy Strohs. it's spelt exactly how it sounds uh for some great old Miss commentary and some Astros fun over there. <laughs> Follow at all memes on Twitter as well. I'm Mike Gittins, host of The War Report. Guys, we'll be back at you next week to talk about the aftermath of this one. We will celebrate or commiserate whatever it is that happens on Saturday. We're signing off as always. War Eagle. Say it. Stroke. Say it.
2: Say it. Hottie toddy. Nah. Uh, so close. So close.